0: What is happening?
1: A bit of classical music for you, darling.
0: Is it... Am I watching Bridgerton?
1: Or perhaps it is Enigma, variation number nine, Nimrod.
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I listened to this exclusively this afternoon as I was reading the comic again.
0: That is hysterical. (laughs) I didn't know that was a real song.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the x Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm just in the classical music machine. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about some comics. But really, there's only one comic that we really want to talk about, which is Immortal X-Men. So we're just going to do a little brush over the other ones like, real, real quick. Like high level. We're just gonna- a little nugget of knowledge
1: talk about what else was happening in the X world and then we're diving into the immortal x-men and
0: then yeah it's immortal x-men so basically this is like a brief interlude of other comics and then we'll dig right into immortal x-men
1: i took no notes on the other comics
0: yeah that's fine i could tell you all of my feelings about them very quickly if you want to start let's start with the x-men unlimited infinity comic shall we i loved it too
1: lila cheney rocking out
0: Yeah, it was cute. It was a nice little dating story, getting to know that character a little bit. I will say that I've been saying for so long that I want to know more about Dazzler, and I got kind of excited in the beginning because they were showing Dazzler, and then they were like, no, 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 Dazzler is just on a previous episode of this dating show, and we're not actually going to talk about Dazzler, so sorry.
1: But it's all about Lila. But I... And Lila's cool, too.
0: Lila is cool, too. And we got a new bartender on Krakoa, and all that all that is pretty great. Great. Next. Okay. Uh, so keeping with the Marvel Unlimited, we got the printed issue of the first Marvel Unlimited story. Full Latitude. Story with Wolverine. It was by and
1: Jonathan Hicklin and Declan Shelby.
0: So I really enjoyed actually getting to kind of peruse this, remind myself that MODOK was actually in this story, which... I had forgotten. <laughs> so that'll eventually tie into Krakoa. I do think some of the layouts of it on pages is interesting, but I do think a lot of the vertical scrollers right. lend themselves a lot better to being scrollers.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this This is not the intention of this story, which I feel like kind of makes this feel a little odd. And also with the five ninety nine cover price, I was a little like, "Whoa, why is this the same price as Immortal X Men?" Even though I've already read this.
0: Well, I think number of pages, number of issues within this, one and it's a book. number
1: one, which is I feel like just kind of a sneaky way of them all kind of being number ones. Like X Men Green is going to be a number one, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, one of that two. makes sense. Yeah. And is that going to be another? Like, I don't know.
0: A more expensive. So there's only one other thing I wanted to say about this, which is that I learned something new. What? I didn't know that X-Men Unlimited was a title before. Oh, yeah. I thought... So I read the little editor's note from, from Jordan, Jordan D. White. D. White in the back. And I thought that it was called X-Men Unlimited because it was on Marvel Unlimited. No.
1: And Perfect. I didn't
0: know that... Perfect naming convention. Yeah. I didn't know that it was this older title that just kind of told these little one-off stories that well, one happen or, One or in two world. issues. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not like you know the most pressing story and always sometimes they are sometimes issue number
1: four of the original run which i do have is when we find out that mystique is nightcrawler's mother and i believe we we, we have already known about rogue but
0: oh that's cool yeah see so i didn't know that and that was something fun that i learned
1: yeah i have a handful of both runs of x-men unlimited just various issues
0: Mm -hmm. so that's all i've got to say about that i learned something new And now the excellent. Here's the thing. For the majority of this book, I went back and forth between trying to remember which group was the excellent and which group (laughs) was the ecstatics and who was on what team and why it mattered. Right.
1: I I liked this issue more than I liked issue one. I'll say that. I thought it was more entertaining in terms of comedy moments and, and just team synergy.
0: I will agree with that as well.
1: And I felt like there was a building story to it. It just, you know, it's, I've I have not read the the run since last time we recorded. I said that I was going to try.
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I did like this issue better. I think this whole concept of them dying on TV is like I just interesting, especially in a in the world of Krakoa where like
1: slash not in the world of Krakoa. Right,
0: but like knowing that mutants can't die, like does this take place currently are they There's in no the in, no indication age? of that. We don't know what's up. And then this, this new character at the end, this little telepath in a prison jumpsuit. T-
1: teleporter. Yeah.
0: Teleporter in a prison jumpsuit. I mean, it's an interesting problem to have to not be fully teleported to where you need to go. Overall, I don't love the excellent, but I did enjoy this. I did enjoy this more. And ah. I I think there's like a few moments of intrigue in here. Like there's the moment where... One of the characters, like, is removing a skin suit thing of yes. themselves yes. to be to be <laughs> repaired, but then that there's they all this,
1: wear and don't know sometimes don't know
0: that they're wearing. And then there's like a sneaky eyeball in the corner, like Everywhere. watching her or watching everything. And I was like, okay, all right, that's interesting. I think um, Mirror Girl needs to get it together and realize that this dude is not okay.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's that's really what the catch is. It's high stakes, high drama, high turmoil.
0: But like, he didn't even apologize, and she just like, straight up made out with him. She was like, I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. And then high he was toxic like,
1: masculinity.
0: No, it's about everyone else, not you. Okay, let's kiss. Everything's better. And the last thing I want to say about The Excellent is that I don't understand. What's his name? Zeitgeist? Yep. I don't understand how his costume works. How does that piece go up over his neck and mesh into his lips and it just is his face? But It's
1: a dupe suit or a pood suit. Who knows?
0: It's weird and it creeps me out. But, I mean, we'll see what happens now that that team doesn't have to hail a cab if they lose a battle. But they also are not in full form. So you never know.
1: Written by Peter Milligan. Art by Michael Alred Colors by Laura Alred and letters by Nate Picos of Blambot Studios.
0: Nice. Okay. So that was the excellent. We did it, everybody. We talked about those other things for about 30 seconds. And now it's time for the main event because I can see Justin is restless. All right. Different energy. Different. Oh, this comic. My goodness gravy.
1: Yeah. Mortal X-Men. You have the variant in front of you versus the... Main cover. And the variant that I picked up is the Oscar Vega variant of Mr. Sinister. Which is gorgeous. Yeah. um, Call it intuition. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to be a big moment for Mr. Sinister.
0: (laughs) That's a way of putting it.
1: But the A title, one that we've speculated over and its deeper meanings for months. Interesting that it is not our only reference to the Bible or religious figures in this issue.
0: Mm, Yes. That is true. All right. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. I am. (laughs) Page turn noise. (laughs) Sorry, none of the other comics got that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 1919
0: Paris. Oh, my goodness. I'm living for these outfits.
1: Yeah. And, And to your point at the beginning, yes, that was a real reference to a real song. Edward Elgar, Enigma, variation number nine, called Nimrod. Premiering in London in 1899 at St. James Hall. All true.
0: Wow. Look at that. That's good. History is important. Yeah.
1: And I think this is interesting to place this in time. So we are 20 years after this piece first premiered. Destiny's first potential inclination of Nimrod, right? Mm -hmm. So that is why she has that fit that she's talking about upon hearing this variation. Right. So she gets a vision, or she gets a premonition about the future of what's happening. We are 100 years before the House of X announcement, 2019, 1919. Mm. This might be stretching it, but the importance that Hickman established with sections of time and the variations that happen from one point to another make this interesting to me. The fact that it's a hundred-year difference yeah. and the the time differential of powers of ten were in 10-year or 100-year or 1,000-year increments.
0: Yeah, it probably has a very significant meaning, or it was intentional at least for it to be in that same... I think so. Sort of cadence is not the right word, but, you know, delineation of time. Uh, I like that there is... similarities with the sitting on the bench conversation and the colors of the outfits and <laughs> all the which has
1: basically become its own trope in the Cracoan era right yeah. so we saw this this similar look in a meeting between Moira and Charles that fateful day and we've also seen that replayed very recently in Lives and Deaths we've seen mm-hmm. it uh in in other flashbacks of sorts and throughout Powers of 10 and House of X it has now become a a famous seen in this era yes we get some deadly secrets we've seen this page in previews a whispered secret that even mystique doesn't know as we find out later causes sinister to choke to death seeping a dark liquid from his eyes and mouth although in the last panel it's colored blood red Mm. we can speculate all live long day about what destiny says i don't really know what it could be that causes this to happen to him and and react with you're a ghost like yeah you think about the effect that it had on xavier and emma when moira revealed her histories and and how it blew their brain and made them like fall down in short circuit mentally
0: but the thing is like destiny reacts as if she was not expecting this to happen right so i thought somehow mystique did this from the shadows and came out and he or he's referring to someone else or something else that is what caused his death and not destiny not what she told him but
1: i don't know i it just it just looks timing wise cause and effect right
0: yeah yeah i just well when i was looking at it it seemed like something happened he said you're a ghost and then mystique appeared and so i was like oh what'd she do how'd she do that how'd she kill him but i guess maybe she. you're didn't. a
1: ghost Mystique and Destiny classic edition. Just lovely.
0: I can't get enough of them in these outfits. Honestly, the hats, the veils, the 20s style dresses.
1: This is an everlasting affection between the two of them. A trust that prevents Destiny from telling Mystique what she shared with Sinister. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. Don't want to tell you.
0: Can't tell you or I'd have to kill you.
1: Or, or it would kill you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's crazy that she says, I will tell you if you ever need to know. And we must hope that it never comes to that.
1: Which I feel like, again, is threaded to what Destiny says to Rogue about the upcoming times or the the, the troubles that are happening ahead and mm-hmm. to be by our side when it occurs. Yeah. From X-Men.
0: Oh, so we are here at our title page, hated, feared.
1: Forever. Part one, The Left Hand. Written by Kieran Gillen. Art by Lucas Wernick. Color art by David Curiel. Letters
0: by Clayton Cowles. He sees Clayton Cowles. And we're digging in. Whoa.
1: <laughs> a most sinister monologue as the man of the issue smirks to himself and enters his lab. Uh, you see it later on, the way that he's coming out of this. I don't know if that is just a specific type of Krakoan gate that is keyed to his DNA, which we've seen in Hellions. Mm-hmm. At first, I, I thought, I thought was he coming straight out of the oven? You know, is this a clone that is just being
0: Maybe, but created? I think that's he's entering there. Yeah. There's just so much that happens in this issue. Like, every page is amazing.
1: So I do want to... Normally, when we talk about an issue, we talk about the sections of the book as they're happening while we go through it. We piece it together along the way. But today, I want to get it out of the way... And have it so that we understand what's happening and can see the issue from the end page reveal perspective. Okay. So what happens at the end of this book makes it so when you reread it, it reads differently. Mm -hmm. You have new information revealed to you that shifts your perspective of what you're reading. Moira, somehow, some when, Sinister got a hold of her DNA. Yep. This conversation that he's having with himself about activating an X gene, the fraying telomeres, being number 26, this is all about Moira's reincarnation ability. He has activated her X gene and brought online a cloned body, effectively setting today as the day the clone was born.
0: It just sets up a whole bunch of confusion in my brain about how that is working exactly, what he is resetting how it is being reset how it affects like the overall timeline and everything else that's going on
1: so by bringing to life a moira clone as an adult he's using her power to create essentially a new save point in the game of krakoa Mm -hmm. whereas previously it was always just the save point was her her start of her life her birthday yep but now her birthday When you kill this clone and you reset to when she was quote unquote born, that is the new point. So every time he wants to be done with this timeline, he can go back to where he started from bringing on the last clone. It's
0: just so dangerous and nobody knows. How would they? They don't. They can't.
1: And he's using his technology to download the information from his brain upload it into the clone's brain before he kills the clone and then downloads it again from the clone's brain
0: how does he know to do that
1: because he set up the process before he started doing it you know he set up all of this technology all of this process all of this before the first time doing it this is now the 26th time doing it and it's interesting i mean we'll get into it a little bit later but how this is affecting her her genes and they're fraying and i'm not sure how that's happening or what exactly that means for the future.
0: So what do my messages in a bottle tell me? What's my schedule today? So that's him saying he's like referencing the notes of what's been going on. Right.
1: So he is basically getting a play-by-play of what happens today.
0: Oh, I just feel like this is going to set up so many crazy moments.
1: I mean, it's it creates... Unlimited potential for what could be happening in between in these lives that we don't know about.
0: Yeah. And does that mean that at the end he's going back and resetting who ends up on the council?
1: No, because he does not kill the clone at the end. He thinks about it, but it's only been a day. And because of the telomeres, because of the genes decaying, he doesn't want to risk that. That that Mm. might have a negative effect overall.
0: I must, today is a red letter day. I must remember to act surprised. So he already knows that Magneto is about to, to come off the council. Right. Oh, man.
1: Which is why he's essentially, you know, I, I got to react big. I got to show it to people.
0: Well, that makes some sense out of how he knows all these sinister secrets. You know, some of them, it's like, how do you know that? Because what, who did you talk to to get that information? But others, it's like, oh, you know that because you already lived it. Right. But nobody else has lived it yet again. Right. And that's crazy to me. Because this whole issue, I just kept being, how do you know that, Sinister? How do you know that, Sinister? I know, I could
1: hear you from the other room. It's like, how does he know that? How does he, what, what how?
0: How?
1: But Magneto is retiring.
0: He's out. He's done.
1: I feel like retirement on Araco is a misleading term. Like, I will retire to the land of constant battles with warrior mutants. I mean, love what you're good at, Max. Mm-hmm. You know, X-Men Red is happy to have you. And I feel like the retirement won't necessarily be like we see retirement.
0: It's just not a political position anymore. Right. He's just basically saying, I've had enough of this being responsible business. I'm going to go play war games with my friends. Leave me alone. Which if you think about it.
1: All right. So he's leaving essentially because he and Charles were exposed or or what? You know, he feels like he's done with it. Even Emma calls him out. You have an opportunity to, is a little bit later, your legacy is deceiving this council. That's the last thing you've done on this council Mm -hmm. to be a part of what Xavier and you have been doing with Moira in the shadows. yeah. So you have the opportunity to continue to work with us to set up the future of this nation like you've always intended. Or you can be a coward and run off to Mars is essentially what she's saying.
0: Yeah, but I think it's more of like he is coming to the realization that his methods, him and Charles, what they were doing, that wasn't that wasn't the right way to do it. And it's kind of a nice moment because I feel like Magneto is saying this is not my place anymore my place is not to be in charge a puppet, that is a up puppet master. to right but like that is up to those of you who acknowledged what the council what we were doing to the council acknowledged what was going on and have set into motion some other ideas and i don't think that i need to have this place at the forefront of the ideas anymore i think i've no i've realized my time is up in that role yeah and i wish charles xavier would take take a hint from his friend magneto and step i don't know down.
1: i don't know i just feel like yes what they were doing was wrong slash was the only reason why you know it, it give and take the only reason they got to the point of announcing Krokoa and building a government is because what they were doing with moira right right so you can't throw it all out the fact that they didn't reveal anything to anybody else on the council but still led them as though they were equal parties in the government, that's manipulation, sure. But was it for their safety? You know, you could tell some, but do you really want Sinister to know that information? Because this is what happens. Right, right. Why was Sinister on the council in the first place? Another great question. Who knows? For his genes? Uh, yes, I guess. I,
0: I think it's it's less about saying what they did in the past was wrong and more about saying maybe it's time to let someone else lead after the events that have taken place. Maybe we should let someone else take the reins right now.
1: And that's uh, what I feel like Exodus and Emma are calling him out on of just like you're you're essentially leaving us with a mess to clean up. Like you're, you're not fixing the problem that you and Charles started of this deception within. And they don't even know robot Moira is coming for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. It, it is kind of like you made a giant mess and now you're leaving it. But I can also understand being like, oh, my God, I made a giant mess of this. I'm not fit for this. Yep. I'm not doing what's good for my people. I need to take a step back and let somebody else do it. Yep.
1: We get everybody's reactions as Sinister monologues to himself narrates our issue.
0: I feel like we have a duty to talk about the many names of Kate Pride. As it was requested in a story.
1: <laughs> From the X Factor Files podcast. They just want to know. What What do you think about all these names? What do you think about this shade or character description thrown to the Red Queen?
0: I mean, I love it. I love... Because I love Sinister in this issue. oh ethical. <laughs> I love... I love just like his calling of her ghosty ghost girl from yes. the time where she couldn't stop phasing and the way that he goes on about all of her different names and all these things like I just think that that's humorous and I too am like okay what is her name in this current instance who yep. is she now
1: Captain Kate Red Queen Shadow Cat, no
0: Kitty Ariel when was she Ariel beginning And like why what did that have to do anyway that's a tangent but I did like all of these little looks into who Sinister believes each of these characters are and then his fake surprise reaction. The
1: over the top fake surprise? Yes.
0: What? Too much? Was that too much? And I but I do love that everybody doesn't take Sinister seriously enough. To, like, they just brush him off. So even though he's very clearly acting weird right now, Sinister's always acting weird or just saying something merely for attention. So it's not uncharacteristic for him to have a crazy outburst like that.
1: Everyone except for Destiny, who is staring straight at him and seemingly seeing through or aware of something is happening. Mm -hmm. And... I do want to point out something that PJ had messaged me about this image of destiny and the other image of destiny later on in the book look very similar, like almost exactly the same Mm. side by side. And I did make an edit of the two of them next to each other. But the idea thinking of how Mm. every time she is seen staring at Sinister when he's up to something, she looks The same and how she looked in that Destiny of X promo. Oh, yeah. Just she has this constant awareness or just presence within whatever's going on.
0: You just saying that made me just realize that the Destiny of X promos are all just different versions of time that Sinister has created.
1: We don't even know if that's where it ends, though. You know, you you think when when we're reading 10 lives, that's where I thought we were getting these other lives. Now we see, okay, these are the different things that maybe Sinister had started to try to do or gotten away with, or their future versions of things that might happen. But yeah, that that's exactly where those are coming from.
0: That's crazy. Oof.
1: Everyone's secrets.
0: Everyone's secrets. These
1: are great. It's super interesting way to take the format of Sinister Secrets and add another layer of who knows what of these big plot points. You know, this whole issue does a really good job of collecting bare bones what we need to know about the world, especially through these data pages these and then the ones at the end it's almost like hey were you reading house of x and powers 10 some of the Kirkoan era and then you dropped out well this is like base knowledge what you need to know mm-hmm. these are where things are at
0: i would just like to talk about the two that are not
1: known yes
0: because if they're not known right. sinister how do you know
1: them? right and so that was my question of is this written by Sinister? So is it truly not known to anyone in the room? Or is this written by an outside perspective?
0: Mm. Because knowing about Omega Sentinel and Nimrod and what's happening with like, Orcas. No one knows that. No one knows that. And, and s- knowing about Abigail, how does he know? Like, who knows that?
1: But again, to the point of we don't know what has played out in the 25 other instances of him living in this way oh god it's just so like a gets, giant
0: can of worms that makes my head hurt but do you get like yeah what, yeah I get so that. he's
1: getting potentially some of this information if not all of this information from those instances of moira's clone lives
0: is his reset point always the same point
1: i don't think it needs to be right so it's just whenever you bring on quote unquote online the current clone Right. So in the same way, when you think about resurrection with the five, that is your birth. Right. That is your rebirth. Yeah. So that creates a new save point for Moira by aging to a certain point. And, you know, is it later on? I I don't know how it how it plays out.
0: And he must have there must have been a moment where Charles and Magneto entrusted him with the information about Moira and gave him moira's dna because or at least gave him moira's dna or snuck moira's dna into his database or something and then when everything went down in inferno and the council was made privy to this information he was like "Ooh, yeah i, I have that dna
1: yeah i don't know i feel like that is uh that's a part that we we don't know what he knew or when he knew things and that plays out further on hmm. oh the interesting point though i do want to say Still very few people know how destiny was resurrected
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or what happened with the murder ladies and Moira and Doug and quite possibly that Doug and Warlock are intertwined with the island in a surveillance system that would make beast jealous. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's, those are some big things. And if sinister actually knows that, then he is just running things in the shadows.
0: Yeah. Then we are in for some crazy times ahead.
1: And we get our council auditions,
0: the candidates, (laughs)
1: and idol is what I was thinking of mm. they're not singing but yeah anybody from this list that you're like oh yeah this person Monet Monet just uh,
0: uh, mm. because yeah I voted for her in the X-Men election
1: yeah I don't see her on the council
0: no she's not a council I
1: don't see Angel either or Gorgon especially in a resurrected form you know like no. he's a blank slate
0: Vulcan and-, meh. and
1: and then the last two no no get them I- out of here
0: I was like reading this issue and I was like, oh, God, no, definitely not.
1: Abigail Brand and Beast. No, thank you. Great dialogue and banter as they consider other options for the seats.
0: Mm -hmm. And I just love Lucas Wernick's art. I do, too. Yeah. I love it. He could draw my girls all day, every day. They're so beautiful. Everybody looks so good. The art overall is gorgeous. But those ladies looks so fly
1: i'm curious on this page of the council reacting and talking about other options in the second and third panel across we have an exchange between exodus and sinister exodus has his hand on sinister's shoulder before he leaves and then explain exclaims his name as he moves and talks about being untrustworthy like how much does exodus know if anything
0: Well, maybe because they both have giant capes. They're in a giant cape club together and they share their secrets.
1: I mean, we know that's definitely something that Sinister wants.
0: (laughs) But it seems like throughout this book that Exodus is getting a little bit more of his hands in the business, you know, like. That's what We're I'm seeing him do more, so maybe he knows more.
1: Well, we don't. That's that's the big question, and the reason why we've needed a title like this, and especially seeing that teased out, is we don't know how much of the council knows what, right? And we also mm-hmm. don't know what their priorities are, because that's always the thing with people in power is that they have their own agendas. What's the thing that Captain America says in? when they're talking about superhero registration in the MCU, you know, people have agendas and agendas change. Like, how do we know mm-hmm. that they're always going to make the best decisions?
0: Right, where their motivations lie, what are their intentions?
1: The five doing what they do, holding hands, resurrecting the world.
0: Just a shout out to Sinister's quote here. I shall have a t-shirt made. I know things you don't know. Don't worry, Sinister, we got you. Yeah, we got you. That t-shirt is available right now on our T public page. It
1: is Incoming for us. We, like, we have ordered our own. Not having another after technogan. After
0: the technogan <laughs> fiasco. Didn't even get my own technogen shirt.
1: Exodus addressing the Messiah, right? He has essentially equated most things that we know in Christianity to mutant or cosmic happenings. The Holy Spirit is the phoenix. The waiting room is heaven where your essence rests and can be reborn in a new body messiah what he refers to hope as or anointed one a term used to describe jesus
0: do other people refer to hope as the mutant messiah i feel like i've heard that before yep. so it's like well, a... not
1: like conversationally but that was around the time like when mm-hmm. she was first born being the first mutant born
0: mm-hmm. and essentially after, uh, was and, it after m day yes yeah
1: okay. essentially setting off the resurgence of the mutant population
0: his smile is so creepy down here Bottom of this page, it's like I don't trust that smile. Right. Your yeah. eyes tell me your smile says happy. Your eyes say up to something.
1: Well, and then the other point before that, where he's talking about the Nazarene mutant who inspired a church by raising a couple of humans from the dead. So he's saying Jesus was a mutant. Yes, that is exactly.
0: one hundred percent saying that.
1: And it seems as though Jesus could be resurrected. Like Santa is a mutant. Marvel confirmed continuity. Santa Claus is a mutant.
0: Really? Yes.
1: Is Jesus on the Omega level list? Wow. Would he be? Right. I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever say that. Let's
0: not bring Jesus back and step into that. Let's well, I, let that be its own thing. And
1: I feel like that in and of itself brings a lot to unpack. I think Exodus should probably be writing the mutant religion. Sorry, Nightcrawler, but you're more interested in law and order. But mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: We've got our finalists.
0: Ah, oh, Selene. I like her. She's sassy.
1: Yeah, well, she's also... Evil, terrible. Evil vampire queen. Great point about the vacancy of power left by Apocalypse leaving and how it was never truly replaced with either Colossus or Destiny.
0: And though I don't think that she should be on the council because she should not be trusted, I do think that she does make a good point about magic and that there is no one who understands understands it. it, can wield it, like has their back in that sense. And how we've
1: seen... How important it can be, not just through Otherworld, but also, you know, you have the Scarlet Witch having magically affected Krakoa in the Trial of Magneto. You have other magic users throughout. You have magic herself. You have other characters in the Marvel Universe that can throw things off. Anyone with a grimoire and a bad attitude.
0: I do love this moment where, like, she's like, I brought all those mutants back. And Kate's like, Yeah, as zombies. And she's like, Whatever. I yeah. still brought them back.
1: Yeah. I love how. She refers to Scarlet Witch as the ex pretender. Yeah, yes, she tried to atone for what she did, but we still can't call her Wanda or Scarlet Witch. She is the mutant formerly known as the Pretender. Yeah. Genosha and Necrosha, that's what Kate is referring to. So mm-hmm. Genosha being the decimation of all these mutants, and Necrosha I don't know if I'd say it was goodwill on Celine's part Celine's mm-hmm. part, but, you know, it was an attempt to bring these mutants back. Also interesting that Scarlet Witch essentially did the same thing in the Empire X-Men miniseries where she tried to bring back all of Genosha and made them zombies.
0: Ah, see, I remember now that you're saying that, I know that I've heard of that story. And then when I was reading this, I was like, oh, that must be what I heard of before. But no, there's, yeah. it happened twice.
1: Well, you've, you've read Empire X-Men. That was yes. that four part miniseries. And then Necrotia is a story that you have not read.
0: Got it. So it did happen twice. Essentially.
1: Essentially, yeah. And in, in different ways, but yeah. Like, Wanda's mutants were not functioning as much. And and also just with the caveat of Celine's power having some kind of psychic manipulation over you if she leaves enough of your life force. Oh, God. Yeah. So she's got layers of other things going on.
0: She should not be on the council. Here comes Hope.
1: It's gonna be May. <laughs> I was just thinking of all these memes that I want to make. Oh, God. <laughs> the resurrection politics. So great points all around. Celine saying, shouldn't you be off resurrecting people? Like if hope is on the council, are they replacing her in the five?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I, so how can she do both? How can she be in council meetings, especially when they're talking about the great importance of resurrections and the amount of time and, and just effort that that takes out of them that they're needing to do this all day every day and now she's going to add another high-ranking responsibility onto her
0: well i think she makes a really valid point in that like the five need a say in what's going on and though, though they do need to spend the majority of their time focusing on resurrection maybe it's okay for some resurrections to take a little bit longer so that everything is running a little bit smoother and so that the five have say in what's going on because they've been doing their own thing for so long now. They just, they don't want to sit back anymore. They've been making choices and taking actions without the council's approval because they are fed up with the council. So yeah, it might slow some resurrections down, but it also I think is important for them to be
1: yeah, no, I absolutely agree that Hope has an argument. I'm just more talking right now about Celine's argument that and what if they make a new system? Because you see the Judgment Day previews where Egg and Hope are dead in that image. Mm-hmm. Like are they and and even here you hint at ways that Celine's talking about how she can help the resurrection process or or her powers can aid in some way to that. I've always thought you know that's an interesting plot point to see what do they do when the five and when the resurrection machine is offline.
0: Well, they don't need to worry about it because Sinister will just go back and do a reset.
1: Right, or he'll he'll take over in some other way.
0: Right, but I mean, I he's don't, not he's I not just, just doing it altruistically. Them, I don't see them replacing her. I see her doing both things. Yeah, I don't know. And I feel like Celine's argument is more of an argument because she just doesn't want Hope to be on the council. And it's just like, oh, well, I could do it faster than her. And also, like, if she's on the council, she's not going to be able to do it fast enough. And she's just trying to yeah, poke holes.
1: For sure. But I also think that she has a good point. The fact that, you know, this is this is the main priority of the nation is to make more mutants, to resurrect more mutants as part of that. And that that is even as they're talking about it and how long it's going to take to be able to resurrect the mutants lost in Genosha and and how Many more they've been adding to the queue because of the waiting room. hmm And they both give their ultimatums. Who are you more afraid of, public opinion or an evil sorceress? Mm, public opinion. Maybe may, may the wrong choice, but sure, yes. <laughs> Take away the Iraqi gate. I just love that Sinister knows that she's bluffing or thinks that thinks she's bluffing. Thinks that she's bluffing. Sinister that-
0: clearly does not understand that things can change when you change time.
1: Well, and so what is causing that, right? Is it magic? Is it some other thing outside of, like he talks about later on chaos theory and just something else creating this new branch? The fact that he gives a spoiler warning was awesome. I just, I laughed out loud. And he's like, ah, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert. I know how this is going to go.
0: Which like you were saying before, is an interesting perspective when you come back and reread it a second time. Because... My first perspective is like, spoilers from who? Who told you what's going to happen? How do you see inside these people's minds? He did. And then you're like, oh, because you did this already. You've lived this before. You took notes.
1: Yeah. And we get our vote and our changed votes as that same image of Destiny staring right at Sinister and saying no, saying against what he thinks is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Like, she knows. Right. She knows, Sinister. She's going to come for you.
1: Is interesting to see that the, the final decision fails to acknowledge the fact that Selene has killed a bunch of humans in mm-hmm. a recent Captain America comic. Technically, by Krakoan law, she should be going in the pit. Yeah. And she's not on the council as of yet when that happened. So she's not protected in that same sense.
0: Interesting. I mean, that's How? more of like a this didn't happen in this book. We don't necessarily know about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also at the same time, that's like a world continuity thing, you know?
0: But do you think they would do that? Do you think they would just be like, we have to throw Selene in the pit because she killed humans in another comic?
1: Well, I don't know if they know about it is Mm. really the specific of it. I gotcha. The council
0: doesn't know what happened. Right. The red diamond is back. A sneak peek at the future from your sinister best pal. All
1: right. What'd you get for these answers? Do you know these answers?
0: Do... That's a rude question, because you know I did not have time to go through that.
1: Okay. Well, scandal. Which certain young lady is keeping private company with Mr. Sinister?
0: Well, now it's Moira. Right.
1: We know that it's Moira. Yeah. Does the fiery newcomer think the Quiet Council means one must use silencers on all your automatic weapons? Newcomer. Hope. Gun happy, right? She was raised by a cable in a dark future.
0: Okay. Things I Information to may you, or yeah? may not have heard before i'm sure i heard that before but yep. wouldn't make that connection on my own
1: this one similarly writer's block is a terrible thing rejoice the muse is going to strike someone who hasn't written a major work for over 100 years destiny's diaries so there are a book of diaries that she wrote long ago That was a, a big arc of X-Men comics of trying to find and Moira was seen reading them at the end of X-Men 20 by Hickman, the Nimrod coming online issue. Okay. It's your girl. The dress code this year at the gala is huge diplomatic egg on your face. The queen is most miffed, but at least she gets to get her revenge on a certain council member. So that's Emma, but I don't know about who in reference.
0: Right, who does she need to get revenge on?
1: Potentially... Xavier.
0: Charles.
1: Potentially Sinister. I feel like those are really Shaw, I feel like she's all all set with they're at some kind of even if it's not happy, it's agreeable.
0: Yeah, and she's not gonna get revenge on Kate or Storm or Nightcrawler or Colossus really. And then Mystique and her just work together.
1: No. Yeah. I don't
0: So Exodus doesn't seem like the answer, so it's kind of like Destiny's prob's not the answer, so that kind of leaves you with Charles or Sinister. Yeah. And of all of those people, I would say it's probably Charles.
1: It's Judgment Day. Let's hope we're not being judged for our spelling choices. It's judgment, you ruffians. So, judgment with an E is the British English spelling. Sinister was born in England.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: As was Kieran Gillen, which might explain his fondness for Sinister, but also why he's...
0: Why he's pulling that out. Yeah. Is an island nation going to be destroyed? Maybe, but don't worry, it's not ours. Arako. Uh,
1: That's what I thought, right? The sentient island, not necessarily Mars, but the sentient island in some kind of skirmish between, right? They're not gonna, they're not gonna destroy Hawaii, right? You know, right. it could be what Madripoor. Uh I don't know if there's really anything left of Genosha. Island M. Right. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: What other islands are there? Uh, Obviously, this one is Beast.
1: That's what I thought, too. Obviously. Beast with the brand and X-Men Red hints.
0: Which blue mutant is going to see red? And I also just feel like Beast is, he's a ticking time bomb. He's getting too big for his britches. And with everything that has been hinted at, like when we talked to Ben Percy and this idea of Beast's hubris just... Growing out of control and oh, where yeah. he's at. It's like he some, something's going to happen with Beast real soon, I feel. Big time. Acting like being immortal is a new thing and very... What is that word? Gosh? Goch? Gosh? Gotcha? gosh, Gosh? What does it mean? I don't know. Some of us have been rocking the look for a while. And trust me, we have had all manner of adventures.
1: Gosh means lacking ease or grace, unsophisticated and socially awkward.
0: Hmm.
1: And I, th- I think that that is just a tease for the stories that you can tell with some of these older characters. You have Mystique, Sinister, Exodus is mm-hmm. extremely old. Uh, I feel like those are really the ones where you have that potential. I don't know how old... Shaw is or if there's some effect of his power keeping him young I know that that was teased in the movies I don't think that that's necessarily true right Um, but it could be that you could write him in that way I don't know that we've ever seen his birth you know or or placed him in time like that
0: look on the bright side the council chamber being white means it's easy to see where you have to mop up the bloodstains clearly a reference to those preview images I
1: think so with hope dying in her council chamber chair
0: Finally, someone who actually deserves it gets thrown into the pit. Good riddance.
1: Oh, no. Help. Just help me. It stretches on endless and cold. Infinity balloons and a scream is too big for my head. This is a hell of my own making. Hell is other people. Hell is also me.
0: Everything is fine. Do we think Sinister is going in the pit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it has been teased on a variant cover of Inferno where he's getting pulled down into the pit. And Someone also find out what he been up some to. of the things that he's doing right now are definitely pit worthy. Sure, they are oh, not yes. the laws, but no one thought he would go like that, <laughs> even though you saw what he did in other lives.
0: Yeah, yikes. Sinister. And I think the
1: Everything is Fine might be something... Even worse, you know, it's it's everything's fine. I've teamed up with Sabretooth down here and we are yeah. infecting Krakoa from the inside.
0: We've got a plan. Don't you worry. Imagine Sinister and Sabretooth together. Ooh-wee.
1: Celine's calm destruction. Ugh. As she's just so happy about this monster on the next page.
0: Well, she did make it a point to say... Scarlet Witch created created these little monsters and y'all couldn't do anything about them the only person who could take them down was Scarlet Witch herself so you want to mess with me
1: you will live with the consequences I love the last image on the next page of everyone about to jump into action freaking out on Sinister destiny saying the quote that we've seen before there is no the future there is no destiny it's all just potentials of what could happen at various times. What leads to what outcome?
0: And he just walks away from this situation just to he and kind so
1: of, He kind of runs. He, <laughs> he the, kind of
0: scrambles himself away. It's already gone awry. Crappity crap, crap, crap. And here we are back did, in the tube.
1: Did Colossus jump? Like, look at that. He's <laughs> like, yeah, fly, where he's jumping. Reverse from. fastball special. Right. So he comes in recognizing the destruction and no way out as he uploads his information to the clone of Moira. This organization and manipulation of digital information in people is really interesting and and super messed up.
0: And I just have to talk about this, this nod to Chimeras and them coming online and then also what he's doing with other powers and this Cyclops cat and how very Dr. Stasis it is. Sure. Yeah. That's it. I just, I don't want to harp on it too much because it could be completely wrong, but they're just, it's like one of those things where, you know, you never heard a word before or you never talked about something before and then you talk about it or you say that word and then all of a sudden that's everywhere in your life. It's like now that I've thought, maybe Dr. Stasis is a version of Sinister. I just can't unsee it Mm -hmm. and I just keep seeing it places. And the fact that he has this lab and he's creating these, animal mutant combinations just saying just saying
1: yep so he's about to kill the moira clone and try again but he's worried about the splits in the dna which is interesting and i'm not sure i fully understand how this is uh, affecting life over life you know this is what he was talking about at the beginning i just don't know how it stretches over the lives of these iterations of moira Mm
0: mm-hmm I mean I don't fully understand any of this in that I need to probably like read it three or four more times and really think about it because I do understand that he has somehow manipulated her DNA to, to have these resets. I understand that but I don't understand how it's not affecting things or it must be affecting things in some way and we just don't see the aftermath of that yet.
1: Affecting things how? Like, affecting what things?
0: Like, creating ripples and creating issues. And, like, Omega Sentinel went back in time to do all this stuff to to stop mutants from winning, which already changed the timeline. And we don't really have any solid information. We have our theories that when Moira resets the timeline, like, maybe those... Th- those well, the idea is that when Moira resets the timeline, right, that everything ends and it's just a new timeline. So...
1: And I think that this is essentially proving that theory even more so, raising some additional questions about how it's affecting her genetics, but the fact that he's able to restart at the point where the clone came online with that new information that's been downloaded to Moira's brain.
0: And he just has so many of them in different stages. Like there's a new one right there, a baby one.
1: Which I wonder if that is to signify like how far back he could go if he brought online the baby is that gonna but i don't know how that would work with his knowledge being able to be downloaded and
0: i was thinking of it as like the bait like he he clones her as a baby and then she grows up and then like he has some sort of like speedy process in which she grows up right and then that like the day the baby is born that's the reset point and depending on which clone he kills it goes back to a different reset
1: point that's what i'm saying But I don't know how that works. You know, if Moira was to be reset from her infancy, that means it's going back decades, which he wouldn't necessarily have this all set up to be able to. Right. But I'm
0: saying it's not decades. I'm saying he speed raises her. So it's just from the day which she was created. So if she was created last week and then in in a month she's a full grown human, it would just go to back to last week.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So these are different, uh, essentially setting up different save points for himself.
0: Yes. Like he has tubes of different save points and then he's like, oh, I got to go back to that one or I got to go back to this one. And like maybe that baby's the one that's only one day old.
1: Yeah. Well, even the, but the one, there's only one of them with her eyes open. There's only one that's online essentially. So how does he know which ones to bring up because or or can he bring up multiple? And then depending on when he kills each one, that's how far back. You know what I mean? So he needs to he needs to get the information somehow. If he brings the baby online first, they're not going to be X gene positive, but they'll still have the information.
0: I don't know, man. It's so many questions. It's so many questions.
1: And he doesn't reset this issue, right? So we we do continue out with everything that's happened so far is our continuity.
0: For now, for what we think for now, because apparently nothing matters anymore because Sinister just does what he wants.
1: We have no Krakowin. We have a bunch of data pages that, like I was saying earlier, give us a really great organization of ideas and resources, similar to the secrets, setting us for a base of... Moving forward in Krakoa, if, if we miss something or we don't have all these resources, hey, you got it right here in this book.
0: A lot of these data pages feel really familiar. You know, we've got the setup of the council, but now with the new council members in place.
1: Yeah, we've definitely we've seen all of these in one way or another with various updates. Mm-hmm. Like the sovereignty recognized or unrecognized by. Interesting to I didn't say uh, so Krakoa outposts the altar. So that's on Arako. Atlantic, Araco itself, Gray Malkin Habitat, Island M, McNeese, the Summer's House on the Moon, and then the Treehouse in New York. So these are all of their bases of operation. Mm -hmm. And the update of Terra Verde and United Kingdom not recognizing their sovereignty.
0: Yes. And we've got the laws again, and we've got all the different places of Krakoa.
1: And Orcus Protocol, acknowledging all of our terrible, terrible people.
0: Just reminding you that Orcus is still in play.
1: Next issue, reap what you sow. So, I don't know, is that... I think Celine is on the cover of that one, too. And she looks like a a massive monster, larger than the other people on the cover.
0: She's upset. But Celine, did you really think you were going to get on the council? Like, did you really?
1: I don't know, it seemed like some people were considering it. Mm. Big picture, what'd you think?
0: I mean, it was an amazing issue. It was completely unexpected the ending, especially because we just, like, we just had an issue where we thought Moira died,
1: and then she came back. And then
0: she came back as like Terminator Moira. Yep. And we were like, "All right, okay, all right," but just kidding. She's also back in all these clone versions, and with her powers. Which, like, when Mystique and Destiny find that out... Right. Girl, what they just went through to get rid of you.
1: <laughs> right. And then, you know, you don't even think about the fact that if you were to bring back and and let loose a live exactly. Moira with her powers... What
0: could she do?
1: Right. And then the difference of her reset point, right? It's just... It's, it's a lot of questions. It opens up a whole lot, but... Tons, tons. Yeah, like, happening how in this book. does
0: he alter her DNA enough to not alter her reset to alter what her reset point is?
1: Because when she, so when she's given her life, right? So, in the way that the five works, you are the husk created by the mm-hmm. five itself, yes. but you are not actually you until Xavier or whoever is Manning Cerebro right,
0: puts your your consciousness back. In and
1: you. so that is the birthday, right? Is when you have when you come online, when you have the information given to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was so good. I thought it was so good. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. I thought there was so much to it. I read it like three m- or more times. Yes, it was
0: very entertaining. I loved the like, what did you call Beautiful it? Beautiful art. The Idol moment yep. and the the in-depth look at all the council members as, as Sinister sees them. I love to see Sinister making jokes and being like, fully sinister you know everybody has been talking about how you know this writer is really gonna give you the greatest sinister lens and i really feel that well, is coming through
1: yeah and especially from the perspective of how we've seen sinister throughout the Cohen era because mm-hmm. kieran gillen is essentially responsible for this take of sinister and its development his development through previous runs that kieran has written
0: yeah, I just think it's going to be it's a really exciting story and it it was very unexpected. You know, I I didn't I didn't think we were going to kick off with like immediately trying to find a new council member. The way in which it went about of getting who that council member was was really intriguing. And then all the layers of what sinister's got going on on top of that, plus his relationship with Destiny like yeah. That's
1: and I mean, I'm, I'm here for the, the drama and the intrigue. I'm here for the, the backstabbing and the double dealings and the secret machinations. Interesting that there was very little action except for the big attack. But mm-hmm. I feel like you have now set up and looks like you will get a, an all out monster battle in issue two along yeah. with some other developments. And I feel like that's going to be a side dish to the main course of the drama.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess for me like I don't I didn't even need that monster battle no. in this issue. Like right. there were so many good moments without a fight that
1: No, I'm not saying that you needed it. I'm just saying that's where it's potentially yeah. going and comparing it to other books of this kind, right? Mm-hmm. You're reading a superhero book about government politics, which hyper interesting, very well written in in terms of nailing the voices of the characters, but yeah. all just being super sassy to each other and
0: Yes. I love the council when they're sassy. Well, it,
1: Magneto's line is he's walking out about Iraqis when they stab you, they come at you from the front.
0: Yeah, woohoo! I thought it was great. So, we got any questions? We've got
1: a bunch of questions. All right, let's get them. So, War Lion Comics wants to know why does Gillen always begin his X runs with Sinister causing his own death? And my initial reaction is for science, but also. Evil schemes, my dear boy. Evil schemes. Yeah. It's definitely the fondness that he has for Sinister. That now he is the the god of his own death, you know.
0: Right, and I think it's just so interesting. The Sinister himself is like clones of clones of clones. Like, you know, when you think about multiple man, there's there's the OG, but then there's the conversation of like if the OG dies, then does a dupe become the OG? But when Sinister has clones and clones and clones of himself, and they keep dying, like it's really just who even wins, right? One sin- like who is the real Sinister? Right.
1: And and what does that even mean? There's been so many in Karen Gillen's Uncanny X Men run where he has essentially a, a town of himself, and you see that on Bar Sinister back in Powers of Ten, right? Where he is just everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. Great issue. More Sinister secrets, which is a win, and we're getting answers about Moira. But he also wants to know thoughts on Catlops. Uh, I find it cute, unlike the inhuman Cyclops that Sinister created, which is a reference to an extraordinary X-Men arc. So oh. Catlops, the, uh, yeah, the cat the, version the, of Cyclops. The, yeah. And the uh, Sinistortus?
0: <laughs> Who asked this question? Was this is, also still Warline? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cute and funny that he, he has animal versions of the mutants, I think that well, yeah. not much will come from them or maybe it will.
1: Right. And you think of who he is hyper manipulative of it's scott because scott has always been the goal right yeah he
0: uh, always wants to play with scott's dna for some reason and now
1: he has open ability to do so and yeah, he's
0: got all the dna like you can't possibly think that a man who loves to play with dna are gonna be like here's all the dna of all the mutants and uh don't touch it right like, right yeah mm,
1: you no. were you were explicitly told not to, to play with yourself <laughs> That is the Inhumans Cyclops from Extraordinary X-Men.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: Cool. Mike Loves Mariah Carey says, Sinister is hilarious. I really hope we get him as narrator again. I do, too.
0: I do, too. I hope this is a book led by Sinister.
1: It will not be, but he will be a centerpiece. Because Curls also asked a couple of questions, but the first one being, will it be told from different perspectives around the table or was this a special instance? So from interviews that I've read about Kieran Gillen, there are a handful of issues that he's written at the top that each follow a specific mutant's perspective.
0: Ooh, a different member of the council. Right.
1: And so you get different pieces of different stories. That
0: is my favorite Kind of storytelling,
1: absolutely, and I don't think it'll be you know reliving the same day over and over again. Oh, no, it's just like, unless Sinister keeps on resetting oh,
0: it. Sinister, GD, I, I like that form of storytelling because I feel like every individual experiences the same moments in life in a different way, and even though we're not necessarily reliving the same moments over and over again in each issue, we're getting the different perspectives of how. Each character perceives each other Which then adds layers And also gives you more information Like you're gonna learn something We learn something about Sinister That nobody else knows right. So hopefully in every instance We're learning something about a council member That nobody else knows Ideally, That helps yeah. to build the world in a larger view Instead of just having a surface level view of the world We're getting in-depth looks And then we're getting to calculate How each of those in-depth things comes together mm.
1: Right, yeah, because we're getting all that information, but... But not they pre- don't all they have don't that. They don't know, like, right. We,
0: we know that they don't know.
1: Right, so key members that I've read of this title are going to be the ones that don't lead their own other title, right? So Sinister is going to be a key member, Destiny, Mystique, Emma. Yes. I believe Xavier as well, and Ooh. potentially Exodus. And Exodus, so- nice. And I think from if I remember correctly, what I read is that he had about six issues written in that style. Not necessarily going to keep like that for the rest of the run, but that was just something he was playing with. And if it works, then you keep on doing it. But otherwise, you can especially after six issues, you can mix it up.
0: How many issues is this? Is this just like an ongoing title or is this set to be a mini?
1: This is an ongoing title and a lot of people are saying it is the new flagship title. You know, it, it should is, be. Agreed. Right. Well, I will support that decision. I do too because of the size of story that it's telling. But I would also argue that we're now going to have... Like two or three flagship titles because, which we have had in the past with Uncanny X Men and Adjectiveless X Men. There was no like lead and secondary. Mm. They were each telling their own stories with their own casts. So now you have Immortal X Men, X Men, X Men Red likely telling, right? So Immortal X Men.
0: Three stories.
1: Immortal X Men telling the stories of the past and present for the council, X Men telling the stories of the present. And X-Men Red kind of building towards where the future is going, I believe.
0: Well, I do think, too, the way that this issue, like when Sinister is talking about each particular council member, he is sort of giving you a wash over what has happened to them thus far. And, um, you know, where where they're at in Krakoa. What is their job in Krakoa? And I think that that is done because this might be a book that someone could jump in and say, oh, I'm interested in this title. Let me see what's going on in Kakoa. Right. And it gives you sort of that brief history of everyone to get you ready for it. you can never be ready.
1: Hmm. Curls also said the future glances data page really has her worried. And she's confused by the Mr. Sinister clone situation. But hopefully this conversation has helped a yes. little bit. I
0: mean, I think there's definitely going to continue to be things to unpack about the clone situation uh but yeah hopefully justin has helped clear that up for you where are you at (laughs) i get it a little bit more It's, it's the clone situation itself i understand it's the reset and the potentiality of time travel issues that
1: well it's not really time travel it's like alternate universes almost
0: right but like well there's still just the question of you know, did Moira's lives create alternate universes or did it just erase and reset? And that's kind of, where are we now?
1: Right, well, you know, it didn't, yeah, we don't explicitly know which one or how it works. Right. If they still exist without her being alive in some way or, you know, if they are worlds that can be traveled to or or dimensions in the Marvel Universe. X-Factor Files podcast, this is the type of writing I've been waiting for since 10 of Swords. They mm-hmm. took their time. And I would agree that some, you know, like this is that big picture story that I've been waiting for too, but that, you know, there's been a handful of great titles, but yes, this is this is like, oh, this is a kickoff.
0: Oh, we we came to play right. now.
1: We are taking the base and turning it up to another level of the world story. And that that is what has always been most interesting to me is the world story.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: individual character or title stories yes love them but the world story is like what else is happening baku blade asks do you think the sinister secrets are related to the moira clones i think i think the first one definitely is you know the the young woman that he's keeping
0: yeah for sure and i think there could be ties into some of the things that happen because of the way that he resets things right the the information that he knows then it technically is still related to the moira clones
1: Kid Wolf underscore one, a.k.a. PJ. How funny would it be if Exodus's throwaway line really did retcon Jesus as a mutant? Uh, hilarious, but sacrilege. And yeah. I don't think Marvel would ever do it. Santa is one thing, but.
0: Yeah, maybe we don't touch Jesus. Yeah,
1: Jesus is going to get you on some hate some mail. Some places and, you
0: might not want to go.
1: Yeah, but we'll see. You know, hey, I give give the spark to Exodus. Oh, gosh. The Pikachu wants to know how long his sinister had these Moira clones for since Emma told the council or even longer?
0: That's my question, too. And that's why I was saying, like, it depends on finding out when he was given her DNA and if he was experimenting on that DNA and just happened to, like, he was given her DNA and then was like, why am I given Moira's DNA? She's a regular lady. Oh, wait, she must be a mutant. Let me experiment on it and see what it does. But I think more realistically, well, it's like, what is time? And it's been, if there's 26 iterations, if this is the 26th time, then it has to have been longer than that because he's saying, I can't reset it after just one day.
1: Um, So. No. So it's not that he can't reset it after just one day. It's that that might be not worthwhile and it might have a negative effect right right,
0: right. that's what i'm saying is like he's saying no no i can't do it after just one day not like i physically can't but like i can't do that like i, I don't want to play with that idea so i feel like he had to have let the other ones go longer than a day
1: right but you don't know like because so if if it is always if every time moira dies it is always march 2022 in one of those 25 iterations previously he could have lived multiple years and we would never know like we have no idea how much further down that he's gone
0: right but that's if he if the save point is the same every time but if he resets the save point every time he creates a new like a new clone he right. makes a new save point then it might be have been happening for longer
1: right so we don't know but i would argue that if he had this ability to do this all along, mm-hmm. Hellions would not have ended the way it ended. Right. And so that makes me think that it's only recently that he's been able to do
0: this. Right. So maybe he knew about the ability, but he hadn't cracked it yet.
1: I'm not sure. I, I don't know if he knew about the ability, but potentially. I don't know how he would is, is really the question.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Warpath Dylan wants to know what our thoughts on Celine's outfit are.
0: Gorgeous, darling. I love it.
1: Yes, no, she looks she looks amazing. amazing. And she's so just calm and casual about it. She she knows that she holds so much power.
0: I mean, an exposed shoulder. I love an exposed shoulder. I love a mock neck. She's got the sheer coverage on her chest, so she's giving you the cleave without too much cleave. A jumpsuit, yes. A cape, let's get it. Those the, half gloves. Yeah, the come half gloves on.
1: at the at the palm.
0: Then and then the the perfect, just like touch of color with the red jewelry and the underneath of the cape. Like she's flawless. She looks fantastic. The black lipstick, I'm here for it. I love the way she looks. Great question, Dylan. Thank you. You know I love a chance to talk about an outfit.
1: Comic Extracts has a couple of questions. What happened to Sinister in France? Was it a timeline emulation? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It, it, he died in some way or or was affected in some way. We don't know if he died or, or even at that point had a lab of backup clones, right? It's we don't just... Know. He looks dead. And he does look dead. But you know out. what
0: I thought Moira was dead too, so what do I know?
1: But she was when you thought she was dead. Yeah, that's true. Right? So but she and,
0: was dying.
1: Right. And then she died, right? And <laughs> then we we had confirmation that 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 version of Moira died. Yes. And I don't know, bleeding out the eyes you did. <laughs> you did. You did. What do we think Destiny knows and when will she tell Raven? I don't think she will.
0: I feel like it's one of those things where like if she says it out loud, something bad happens. Like, it's like, if you know that this is going to happen, it makes it worse or something. So I don't know that she'll ever tell her. Um, well, she did say, unless I have to. And let's right. hope that I never comes to that.
1: Right. It's like, a in case of emergency, break glass.
0: I think it has to have something to do with... Well, it obviously has to do with Nimrod, right? And the destruction of mutants, I feel. Oh, yeah. I feel it's tied. it's tied to Nimrod himself. That's all I know, though. Or all I can gather
1: speculate to say how long till raven kills all the Moiras? (laughs)
0: imagine like (laughs) Like the moment she finds out that's
1: like that's like her birthday present is just going crazy in that clone room
0: she's gonna be so mad she's gonna be so mad but the
1: problem is well i guess you shoot him with forge's gun you'd have to or it's just gonna reset to sinister
0: Right, but you just have to destroy all of them and all of his stuff, and like,
1: and then throw him in the pit.
0: Yeah, throw him in the pit first.
1: Legion on Zoom says what well, we're all thinking: Sinister wins this entire issue, Agreed. and he does. He does. Agreed. He's winning now, but I'm ready for him to lose in the
0: in the end, kind of I, distant future. I want him to be winning for a little. I want him I to be too. scheming for a little while, and I
1: want to know who else is scheming, and I want to know how those interact. Yeah. You know, because other people. I don't
0: think he's doing it all by himself.
1: I don't know. I think I think he's doing this all by himself, just all by himself.
0: Do you think there's just like individual? All the council members have their own individual schemes. To a an degree, what we're gonna find out in this. Yeah, this run? that's
1: exactly what this is, right? So they all have their ideologies of what should be happening or how things. In the same way that Beast thinks that, yeah, you know, I could I could lead Krakoa if oh, they needed Beast. me to. Everybody has, in some way, to some degree. That vision of like, well, if I was in charge, I never would have done what mm-hmm. Charles and Eric did. If if I was in charge, I would never be putting up with this from Orcus. We would do like a public display of attack, right? You know, like what are the different ways that the world is unfit for this council member?
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Is Hope the best choice of those nominated for the council? This is from me. Uh, from the, from the from group the that nominees? we saw? Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. I think so, too. I uh, don't, you know, Warren has money and he's been around. Hmm. Monet is great. I want her on the X Men, not on the Council. Vulcan, interesting but terrifying. Namor, I'm still open to. You know, you want yeah, to talk about? Yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah, I would love for Namor to be on the Council, but he's not. You do want it. to
1: talk about another mutant who has lived an extremely long time? Which you know, Namor and Celine could still be focal points of telling stories of what's happened throughout their history.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of those uh potential council members are a little too big for their britches to be on a collaborative group. We've already got enough of that kind of headbutting situation and I also think that of all of them, Hope is really the only one. Like I don't give two craps about X Corps involvement in what's going on in Krakoa. Like I just feel like that's a bad argument. Nobody cares about X Corp, so no. No, no you and, bring in the money, that's it. Right. And then of of the rest of them, hope really is her her argument of, of the, five, the five having a voice like, is, is the most valid of essentially all of them.
1: being the religion of Krakoa or, or the people that they worship.
0: Right. And also just responsible for life itself. Right.
1: And and having more control they don't trust the council they don't trust everything that's been happening in the background Mm -hmm. that has set them to what they're supposed to be doing who are you most excited for to narrate slash lead an issue and why is it emma
0: (laughs) it's emma because well all right it's emma because it's emma and i just want to know what's going on in her head now that she has had the experience she's had with charles and magneto and just sort of like where she sees her future in Krakoa and where she sees the future of the council going, just based on everything that was set up in the ends of Marauders and, and all of that.
1: Well, and also the Ark of Wolverine, where she set up that power base on the Iraqi. point. Right,
0: exactly. However, I am also very intrigued in an Exodus-led issue because I really don't know much about Exodus, and I would really like to get some in-depth knowledge of, you know, I just have this surface level of his his theories and his ideologies of mutantum, and I really would like to kind of like dig in and hopefully see some of his other relationships with other characters or just like, what is he all about, you know?
1: I would like to also add Colossus to that list and yes. dive into how being the Russian mole unconsciously is affecting him and also yes. notice that dialogue that sinister knows about that
0: right that's what i'm saying how does he know that
1: from one of his previous lives I uh, assume.
0: as we can assume that's all i got well i mean it was a lot there was a lot to unpack there it's gonna be a a wild ride this book we, got a, we have to wait a whole month for the next one?
1: But don't worry. We got a big week next week.
0: Okay, what's coming at me next week?
1: Double dose of X-Force. Okay. We've got X-Force number 27 and X-Force annual number one.
0: Oh, snap.
1: X-Men Red number one. Oh, my God. Stop. And Marauders number one.
0: Okay. Hey-oh, what a week.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That might be a two-episode
0: week. (laughs) Might have to be a two-episode week. Must might have to be an X-Force episode and then an X-Men Red and Marauders episode. Or it might have to be an X-Force and Marauders episode and then an X-Men Red episode. It really just depends on what the heck happens.
1: Yeah. But this was great. This was really exciting. Even even just one double-sized issue, sure. But that was a great issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were other ones, but... Yeah, which I enjoyed. They were fine. (laughs) Jab, jab. Jab, jab. No, it was good. And I'm glad that we got all that stuff next week because it'll just keep piping up the excitement. I'm really excited that like all it's it's it feels like forever ago, like was yesterday. Like when we were like, oh, God, we have to wait till April. We have to wait till April for all these comics. Like, what up? It's April. Yeah. Where did time go? I don't know. We're here. But that's fine.
1: Issue two of Immortal X-Men comes out April
0: 27th. Ah, April 27th.
1: So less well, than a month, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm I'm on the countdown to my next day off being April 24th. So April 27th is right around the corner, there basically. Go. There you go. You can enjoy <laughs> time it. Time is gonna fly by. Until next time, old friend. Charles! Thanks so much for joining us today on the x wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends.
1: The x wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Kwan.